holy, holy is the Lamb that was slain before the foundations of the earth. Holy is the Lamb that was slain for you and me. Holy is the Lamb. Come on, church, don't get tired. We're just getting started here. The Bible says that the Lord inhabits. That means that He lives in, that He dwells in. The Lord inhabits the praises of His people. We are His people today, are we not? Let us praise Him so that He can inhabit this room. Father God, we exalt Your mighty name, Lord. Oh, I'm going to do something a little different today. I didn't, I hadn't thought about this. I hadn't planned this. I'm going to ask that someone grab Chris's mic and pray. I'm talking about pray with conviction. Pray with authority. Pray with a resolve that this world would come to Jesus. That America would come to Jesus. So if you have a burden on your heart to pray, let's start. But the Bible, Jesus said, my house will be a house of prayer for the nations. Amen? So grab Chris's mic and we're going to pray. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Man, Father God, we just come to you, Lord, and just thank you for everything you've already given, Lord. But we lay our nation down before you, Father God. We lay it down, Father God, that you may set a fire under in us, Father God, that we may cry out to, to you, Lord, to save it, Father God. Father God, for your life, for your spirit, Father God, Lord. I ask, Lord, that we all raise our hands and ask for an anointing, Lord. Anointing, Father God, that will set a flame in our hearts, Lord, to just pray for these people, Father God, for this hurting nation that is broken, Lord, for all that is happy, for the lives that are, we are losing daily, Father God, for the two billion people that don't know you, Father God, for they don't know your word, they don't know your sight, they don't know your son, Lord. I ask, Father God, that you make it known to them, Father God, that we are living testimony to you, Lord, that we continue to just fight the good fight in your name, Lord, that we just cry out, Lord, that we just release ourselves, Father God, that our tongues are loosened, Lord, to just speak your heavenly language and pray for them, Lord. May, we may never see them, Father God. We may never know them, Father God. We may never even have a chance to talk to a person that don't know you, Father God. But we ask that we just scream out, that we just tear the heavens loose onto this earth, Father God, by your authority, Father God. And that we just proclaim your word, Lord, that we may never see these people, Lord, but we pray for them those that have fallen from our left and right, Father God, that we pray for them, Father God, that we set our feet on this ground and just, just lift you up no matter what. Yes, shake this world in your name, Jesus. How many know that Jesus still sets the captive free? How many once were lost but now they're found in Christ? How many know that in Him is the fullness of joy? and pleasures at his right hand hallelujah if you've been set free right now get ready to dance get ready to shout get ready to praise him amen
state but right now you can show his glory amen I'm speaking to a church that wants to show God's glory so nothing is gonna hold us back right now in our praise in our expression in what we do so I want you to be ready Lord God I declare that you use us right now to show your glory Lord God I declare that this church would look like you that this church would sound like you that this church would sing like you that this church will dance like you dance that this church God will show your glory if you're ready let me hear you shout hey. and nothing's gonna hold me back yeah, nothing's 
gotta hold me back. Come on, get ready. Yeah, nothing's gonna hold me back. Yeah, nothing's gonna hold me back. Yeah, nothing's gonna hold me back. My chains fell off, my heart was free. I'm alive to live for you. I'm alive to live for you.
into eternity your grace finds me yes your grace finds me there in the darkest night of the soul there in the sweetest songs of victory your grace finds me yes your grace finds me your great grace for such grace your great grace today that wherever you're at the grace of God is seeking you right now the grace of God is seeking you and he's there for you he 
closer to you right now than you ever imagined. Oh God, I pray, Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit, that you will reveal yourself to them right now. Reveal yourself to us. Church, if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, let's create an atmosphere right now. Speak in your heavenly language. Let the Holy Ghost move in this place. Rashiana, we can't do anything without you. Holy Spirit. There is breakthrough for you. There is breakthrough. There it is. There it is. There it is. decency and order looks like the presence of the Lord it's not just emotion it's his presence and there is power in this place I'm going to ask the band just join the congregation we're going to praise him hallelujah Hallelujah. Come on, church, don't get distracted. Don't get distracted. Hallelujah. Praise Him right now.
up your hands, lift up your heart, lift up your voice to heaven. Say, I Thirty seconds. Just lift up your praise right now, Father God. We exalt your mighty name. You are a good God. You are a good God. You are a good God. Your love endures forever. And we lift you up, God. We lift you up, God. We lift you up. Come on, church. of your greatness through this worship and throughout our lives let us see your greatness more and more let us let the things of this world become 
strangely dim to us. Let the things that captivate us, let the things we think are so important and so heavy that are actually not be seen as such. And let your greatness and your beauty and your glory be the thing that attracts us and be the thing that, that, that captivates our hearts. Let, let you, let, may you be the one we trust in more than anything else, anything that would be a God in our life. We pray all of this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. We can all um, find our seats here in an attitude of prayer, just, just still focusing on God and His greatness. Welcome. Welcome to Metro Praise International. It's good to see everyone. My name is... Jared Walker, I'm one of the pastors here, and I want to take a time out, as is our custom, to preach the gospel message, and that word means uh, good news. Everyone say good news. This is the best news you'll ever hear, and it starts with an R word. It starts with repent. We get that scripture up. Let's look at Acts chapter 3, verse 19 and 20. This is the good news about Jesus that we all must adhere to, to be right with God. It says here, repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out. That times of refreshing may come from the Lord and that he may send the Messiah who has been appointed for you, even Jesus. We live in a time where people are divided, it seems, more than ever. It's like us versus them. It's rich versus poor, the 99% versus the 1%. It's black versus whites. It's cops versus the black communities. It's Christians versus gays and so on. And everybody's so divided. Yet as the song we were singing earlier said, that the, gospel, that the grace of God is same for the rich and the poor, same for the saint and for the sinner. It's great enough for this whole wide world that the grace of God is beckoning every man, woman, child, old, young, black, white, rich or poor. It's beckoning all of us to do this thing, to repent and turn to God. I want to say that this message applies to everyone in the room and everyone in the whole entire world. Now you might say, well, I'm not one of those gangbangers. I don't need to repent. I'm not a drug dealer or a drug addict. And I assure you that people who do those things need to repent. You may say, well, I came up in church my whole life. And and, and I went to vacation Bible school. And I know everything you're telling me, Pastor. But sometimes we need to repent of our religion. Sometimes we need to repent of our pride. And repent of trusting in our self-righteousness. I was talking to a young man in New Orleans not too long ago. And he was living on the streets. He says on the streets eight years. And my heart went out to him. Being homeless that long. Being rejected and looked down on by everybody. But I had to say to him. The gospel I'm telling you is the same for the rich and the poor. The rich man must repent. The poor man must repent. The black man must repent. The white man must repent. Every, the woman must repent. The man must repent. It, it, it's it's inclusive of, of everybody. 
that we must all turn from our way of life and turn to God's way of life that's written in the Bible. We must turn from our beliefs, our way of looking at things, and the things that we trust in to give our life purpose and to put all of our trust in Jesus Christ. This is not an option, folks. There is only one God and only one way to God, and that is through Jesus Christ. If you want to know your God, if you want to know your great creator, we have altar workers here, or prayer workers rather. Pastor Griselda and Joselito, one of our deacons, we're going to have a moment, uh, an opportunity to fellowship as some music plays, and you can greet folks. But if you know that you don't know this God, if you don't know Jesus Christ, and if you need to turn from your way of life, no matter where you're coming from, to God's way of life, they would love to pray with you. They would love to show you what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. Let us all stand. Thank you, Lord. You are good and your love endures forever. And your love is beaming and radiating to these people here. And many of us are believers and we are embracing your love and experiencing your love. But some of us here, we don't know what your love looks like. We don't know that it sometimes comes in the form of of repentance. But Lord, you want us to turn from our sin, turn from ourself and turn to you. Because sin will destroy us. Sin will drag us to hell. And you didn't make us for hell. You made us for life and blessing. My prayer, Father, is that you would send your Holy Spirit tangibly on each person in this room to show them your love and grace, to show them, Lord, what many of us here have understood, Lord, that that you're calling us to repent, that you're calling us to trust in Jesus. My prayer is everybody will turn to your way of life today, at least before it's too late. Oh, God, have mercy on us. Holy Ghost, be with us all. Don't stop. If anybody in this room does not know the Lord today, don't stop reminding them. Don't stop hounding them and reminding them of your grace and your mercy and your love calling them to repent and turn to you. May you continue to send people. But Lord, my prayer is we wouldn't waste another day. Today is the day of salvation. May everybody leave this place in a right relationship with their Creator. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You can clap. God is good. We can celebrate the goodness of God. Because when we repent, we get refreshed. Amen. And God will refresh you. You will have peace with God, forgiveness of sins, reconciliation with your brothers and sisters in the human family. God wants to bring that refreshing to your life. One of the things we want to do out of that repentance is confess God's worldview. Amen? This is what's found in the Bible. This is what the church has believed historically. And we want to say this together at the count of three. One, two, three. I believe in one God and Creator who is the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Father who so loved the world. The Son who purchased my salvation in His death, burial, and resurrection. And the Holy Spirit who makes me new and abides in me forever. I believe in the perfect Holy Bible that reveals God's purposes and plans for my life. I believe in the second coming of Jesus who will judge the living and the dead. I believe in the eternal reward of believers in Jesus. And the eternal punishment for all unbelievers in Jesus. 
I believe the United Church of Jesus Christ, built upon apostles and prophets, elders and deacons, in which the gates of hell shall not prevail. I believe in the salvation for all mankind is by faith alone, in Christ alone, by God's grace alone, and for the glory of God alone. Amen. We're going to have an opportunity to fellowship. If you want to turn to Jesus, uh, talk to our prayer workers here, or just meet someone you, uh, you haven't met yet. Love on them. church this morning make some noise come on time to celebrate Jesus welcome everybody on behalf of all the leaders here at MPI we thank you for joining us to worship the Lord this morning 
As you can see, everybody's excited to love on each other. Look to your neighbor, say, I'm so glad you came. Look to your other neighbor, say, come back next week. Praise the Lord. Our services here at MPI are every Sunday at 10 a.m. And then also at 1 p.m. So we have two services. And then Fridays we have Elevate at 7 p.m. for ages 11 to 18 years old. If you know anybody in that age group, invite them. Have them come on by. Our youth are rocking it out for Jesus. Right now we're in the, in the middle of our conference, Discovering Your Purpose with Papa G from Stone Creek, Pastor Gary Grogan, the man of faith and power for the hour. Come on, let's give it up for Papa G. He's been with us all weekend. We are so blessed, so honored to have him and his beautiful wife, Bonnie Grogan. Thank you for coming and being here with us. It is such an honor that you are here, and we are just ready to receive. How many of you guys are ready to receive from the Lord this morning? Come on. And the next month, we have our summer retreat in Baraboo, Wisconsin. It's called Devil's Lake Retreat, so we're getting excited to have some fun in the sun with you guys. It's going to be Friday, July 31st through Saturday, August 1st. So start signing up, registering in the back with myself or Pastor Griselda, and we're just looking forward to getting away out of the city and getting some fresh air. Our vision here is very simple. It's loving God, loving people. Say, loving God, loving people. It's the two greatest commandments that God gave to us, and we strive to live with that, with, live like that with all of our heart. And our discipleship strategy here is threefold. It's connect, mentor, and send. And the way we want to connect you to the church, connect you to Jesus, is through our life groups. Somebody say life groups. On the back of your handout, we have a list of life groups that are available to you and your family to meet your needs. We encourage you, find a place to belong. Call, find a place to call your family within the church. There are real relationships ready to embrace you. And so we want to give you a snapshot of what's coming up just this week here at MPI. Today, Sunday, June 28th, we have our single mamas. Come on, give it up for our single mamas. They're meeting tonight with childcare uh, provided at 5 p.m. Wednesday, we have the Righteously Redeemed Elevate Life Group, 11 to 18 years old, 6 p.m. meeting at the church. Also on Wednesday, we have our King's Kids, Royal Rangers Boys Club, Impact Girls Club. They meet every week, infant to 11 years old. Drop them off at 6.30, go out, do some errands, have a date night, and then come back and pick them up. That is where we disciple our children. Amen? And then every Friday, we have two adult Bible studies happening. One is at the Govea's house, the other one at the Walker's house, 18 years and up, 7 p.m. You want to get a hold of these life groups. If you are the, above the age of 18, you have got to be there. Building relationships, getting in the Word of God, being encouraged in your walk with the Lord. And then every Saturday, we have evangelism, meeting at the church at 5 p.m., hitting the streets, telling our world, our city about God. Come on, somebody. And then we want to mentor you. Look to your neighbor. Say, they want to mentor you. We have leaders ready to take you through our 101 book called Welcome to Your New Life. We are ready to do it one-on-one -on -one so we can encourage you and strengthen you in your walk with Jesus. When you graduate the 101, you'll get into the 201 class called Disciples That Make Disciples. This is our leadership training class where we equip you to be a leader in the church and continue to share your faith. And then we want to send you out to continue to win souls. And our goal here at MPI is to have 100,000 disciples with 50 churches in this city and 500 around the world. If you believe we could do that by God's grace, say amen. amen. Look to your neighbor. Say, you're in that number. Look to your other neighbor. Say, it's time to get to work.
Come on. Who's excited to learn about offerings this morning? We are in section two of the Disciples Giving book. It's all about offerings, this whole section. You can turn to givingbook.org or follow along on the screen. We are on lesson 12. Offerings are given by the grace of God. You can turn to your Bible, 2 Corinthians 9, 14, or follow along on the screen. The offering is a gift to God after the tithe. We've been learning about that this whole section. 2 Corinthians 9, 14. Are you ready? Say amen. amen. And in their prayers for you, their hearts will go out to you because of the surpassing grace God has given you. Here are three main points from that scripture. Number one, grace. The biblical definition for grace not only refers to forgiveness of sin, but also it can mean the divine favor and blessing of God to his people. In regards to offerings, we should consider everything we have and give to be because of the grace of God. How many of you guys believe that everything we are, everything that we have, is only because of the grace of God? As we sang that hymn today, thank you for that song, Ish. That was an awesome, powerful song. It's by the grace of God that we hear, grace of God that we are saved, grace of God that we are living. As we've been learning in this whole sermon series, and it's by the grace of God that we can give and be a generous people. Number two, surpassing grace. God loves to not only bless us with grace for our needs, but also to help meet the needs of others. So when we give offerings to support the ministry, we are displaying the overflowing and surpassing grace of God in our lives. We're overflowing with the grace of God. We're being Jesus' hands and feet upon the earth. Number three, God gives grace. All that we have is because of God and his amazing grace. Therefore, just as we have freely received, we should freely give and be the answer to people's prayers for help. Here's a summary. The grace of God meets our needs and gives us enough to help others' needs. Like we learned last week, sharing is caring. Let's say that together. Sharing is caring. Here's the application. Number one, be a faithful tither. Number two, acknowledge the blessings in your life given by the grace of God. And number three, live a life of generous giving by the grace of God. And we thank you, Metro Praise International. You are a generous people. We are so thankful that we get to partner together and be co-laborers for the Lord upon this earth so that we can see his kingdom come here. Let's confess this together of the count of three over our life. One, two, three. The offering is a gift to God after the tithe and is given in a variety of ways. God said it should be a generous seed given with a cheerful heart from personal sacrifice. Offerings will always bring thanksgiving to God because they go towards charity and ministry supplies. We give offerings in obedience to God's word, sharing with others our blessings with a gracious heart by imitating Jesus and revealing where our treasure really is. Can you please stand with me to your feet this morning as we prepare to give God our best, our tithe and offerings? Again, here at MPI, we believe that a tithe is 10% of your total income. And we designate offerings towards two places, missions and building. And currently, we are in a mission fund. Uh, missions a project building I'm sorry building project raising monies for our lit up storefront sign to go right across the building Metro Praise International and lights thank you for your generosity thank you for your partnership we cannot do this without you God is faithful God is good we also have two options for giving to make it convenient for you online giving and in the back if you have any questions you can see myself or Pastor Griselda after service and we would love to assist you with that let's recite this together Luke 6, 38, 
Jesus said, give and it will be given to you. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much for your abundant grace. We thank you for your faithfulness. You showed by example, God, your generosity. You gave us Jesus. And now in return, we, your people, God, we give you the best. We give you our tithe, our offering. Use it, God, to further your kingdom on this earth. We pray, let your kingdom come on this earth as it is in heaven. Use uh, the gift this morning. Bless the gift and the giver. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Please come forward as you give this morning, and thank you so much for your generosity. house of God. Let me get a woo-woo. Amen. It's so good to see you here. Open up your Bibles with me quickly to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Have some visitors today that have come to see Papa G, Michelle, and this one gentleman's name. I forgot. What's your name? Jeremiah. Let's give it up for Michelle and Jeremiah visiting us today. Oh, and another couple here. Jeff and Janet. Jeff and Janice. Let's give it up for them. Amen. Thanks for visiting us. Oh, you just came to see Bonnie. Christian's parents. Christian's parents are here. Let's give it up. Amen. Awesome. That's exciting. You got to come around more often. You can share a little bit of the people from Stone Creek. No, I'm kidding, Pastor. It's so good. We've been going to two services, and because we couldn't fit in one, and I just want to thank you guys for showing up, and the second service is doing well. It's almost a 50-50 split, and God's been really blessing during this time, so thank you for being consistent in a summer of growth. Uh, I just got to do something real pastoral before I invite up the man of God who has blessed us so tremendously and his wonderful wife. Uh, some people were Facebooking me, asking me questions, you know, thinking I was going to preach today on the Supreme Court thing. I'm not. Pastor Grogan's going to talk about something probably totally different. But just as your pastor, I just got to say something. I just got to love on our country right now. How many know America needs Jesus? Chicago needs Jesus. Just go to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, real quick here, verse 9. I just want to encourage you. Our vision is the vision of Jesus, loving God, loving people, loving God, loving people. That never changes. So I'm just going to share a quick word about the Supreme Court. You know what we're going to do as they legalize same-sex marriage, same-sex marriage for all the, the states? We're going to keep loving God, and we're going to keep loving people. Amen. That's what we're going to keep doing. 
And how do we love God here? Well, how do we love God? We love God in two, excuse me, two ways. You can see it in our banners back there. We love God in two ways, by obeying his commands and worshiping him in adoration. So we're going to keep obeying God's commands. We're going to keep worshiping him in adoration. He is so worthy. And how are we going to love people? We're going to help them in their time of need, and we're going to preach the gospel to them. So are we going to stop helping the gay, lesbian, transgender community? No. Are we going to stop preaching the gospel to them? No. Are we going to stop loving God, obeying his commands, and worshiping him? and adoration. No, that's how we're going to keep serving God in the midst of a corrupt and wicked generation. And that is the truth. There are, there are such things as sin and evil, and there are such things as righteousness and goodness upon the earth. So I just want to show you this real quick. This is Paul talking to the Corinthian church. The Corinthian church was a, a mega city of those ancient times. It had a variety of cultures, Jewish people. Now the new Christian church was developing there. Tons of different pagan varieties of religions. And Paul had to continually set this church straight, helping them understand that God has a pattern for living, that God's righteous standards are to be followed, and if you don't follow it, uh, God's not quick to send us to hell. He's slow to wrath, quick to repentance. He's quick to love, slow to wrath, the Bible says, and he wants all to come to salvation. So Paul is in a city, a city that's in a setting very similar to Chicago. Somebody say, God knows our issues. And this is what Paul says. Or do you not know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? We could just stop right there. The Bible makes a judgment on what's right and wrong. How many believe there's a right and wrong in the world? Okay, and the Bible makes it very clear. There's a day of judgment, and wrongdoers will not go past the gates into heaven, the kingdom of God, on that day. Now, you can disagree with the Bible and its standard. You could disagree with it like a man can jump off a building and disagree with gravity. But gravity is still going to meet you there, and one day uh, judgment is going to meet all of us. Paul said, just understand this, right and wrong, this is what we got to remember. Judgment day is coming, wrongdoers not getting in. How many want to be good doers? Okay, now just for our help, he wants to name some of the things that wrongdoers do. And how many used to be a wrongdoer? How many of you are not just doing, you're a being now. Christ has made you a new creation in him, and now because of that, you're doing good works. Amen? We're not Christian doers. We're Christian beings. Amen? In Christ, secure in who he's made us to be. But, but here's some examples. So you, you want to know some examples of wrongdoing? 2,000 years ago, see if these fit into our culture today. See if you've seen a reality show based off these, okay? See if you've heard a singer sing about these things. Here's, here's wrongdoing. Don't be deceived. So there's going to be people that are going to try to tell you these are not wrong. So it says don't be deceived. Are you with me? So don't be deceived. Here's some wrongdoing. Neither the sexually immoral. God has only blessed sex between the opposite man and woman in a monogamous marriage. That's the only way God has blessed sex. So anything else is sexual immorality, pornography, sexual immorality, heavy petting, nudity, pornography, like things and dating relationships, you know, that's sexually immoral. Same sex, immoral, love fests, uh, wife swapping, orgies. I mean, the Bible talks about this. All of that's immoral. Sex is best when it's one man, one woman in a committed marriage. Are you with me? Okay. Neither the sexually immoral nor idolaters. So if right now, because you know Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego lived in Babylon. They loved God in Babylon. We can love God in America after this uh, uh, ruling, can't we? So imagine if right now uh, President Obama made a statue to himself, and he said, I want all you all to bow to it. Would you all bow to it? No, so we're not idolaters. Don't be an idolater. Don't be sexually immoral. Those are wrongdoing. Then he says adulterers. How many know to have sex with somebody else's spouse is wrong, or to be married and have sex with someone that's not your spouse? It's wrong. Okay, we understand that. 
And then it says, neither men who have sex with men, summarizing the homosexual lifestyle. Now, this has been debated, and the issue has been settled by all the top scholars. So don't let anybody out there who's gotten some off the Internet tell you this does not mean what the translations of the Bible mean. Dr. Michael Brown and those who have spent their life investing into this have invested it with all of the scholarship. This is why no major branch of Christianity has ever done same-sex unions because it's always been clearly understood. Are you guys with me? And, of, of course, that would apply to lesbianism. Neither thieves. How many believe that thievery is wrong? Nor the greedy. How many know we got some of our greedy governors in jail right now? Right? Don't you be like them either. Nor drunkards. Nor slanderers, watch what you talk, how, what words come out of your mouth. Hello, this is Paul talking. Is it okay? I'm just reading the Bible. I'm sorry I'm not reading what Oprah Winfrey is posting today on Facebook. I'm reading the Bible. Is that okay? I'm not, I'm not reading to you what somebody said from the newspaper. I'm reading what Paul said. He said, don't you know wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't be deceived. Here's wrongdoing, sexual immorality, idolatry, adultery, homosexuality, thievery, greedy, drunkards, slanderers, swindlers will not inherit the kingdom of God. And here's the good news. Somebody say the good news. Vinny, get back up on this keyboard because I got some good gospel news. It doesn't end here. You see, the world wants to paint us in an awful light and say, you Christians, you Christians are judgmental. But hey, you don't know who I was before I met Christ. I used to be just as messed up as you, even worse than you. Hello, you don't understand the gospel message. The gospel message isn't one of judgment. It's of salvation. Because Paul said right here, he says, and that is what some of you were. Would you turn him up and give him a Red Bull right now? Help him. Help him, Jesus. I'm spitting up here right now. I need you on this. Come on. And that is what some of you were. But you were washed. You were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. We're calling this nation to a kingdom. We're calling this nation to a justification. We're calling this nation to a sanctification. We're calling this nation to Jesus. We're calling everyone come to Jesus. That's the message of the Christian church. Come on, all you sinners. Be washed in the blood of Jesus and become a saint of God. I am justified, never sinned. I am sanctified, washed clean in Jesus. I'm not who I used to be. Can you all help spread that message this week on Facebook? Can you help tell that to your friends and to your neighbors? I was a sinner. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. Paul is calling us through the Spirit of God to rise up in Chicago in this nation and say there is a better way. Metro Praise, we have the honor and privilege of having the Prince of Preachers with us today. He has come all the way from Champaign, Urbana, Illinois, from Stone Creek Church, where dreams come true. 
God has blessed his ministry with Sister Bonnie and his wonderful children, and they have graced us with their presence today. Would you stand to your feet and help me welcome Pastor Carrie Krogan! All right, let's hear it for Pastor Joe Wyrostek. Hey, give somebody a big old hug, and you may be seated and maybe a holy kiss, all right? If you're married, give them a holy kiss. Wow, you guys are great. Healthy leaders produce healthy teams, and healthy teams produce healthy organizations. In this case, the church. And this is a healthy church. This is a great place. The gospel's being preached. You do realize that in most churches, at least in America, the gospel's not preached. You do realize that, right? They sing songs, they sing hymns, they even read out of the Bible, but nobody really comes to Jesus. Nobody really has heart transformation. Nobody really becomes a new creature in Christ. The gospel is being preached here, and it is changing human lives. And the presence of God is here. Wow, you guys get right with it in worship. You know, now there's not too many older people here, but what I always tell older people when they get tired worshiping, just sit down, but then get back up. Don't use your flesh as an excuse for not entering into the presence of God. You get tired, just sit down, rest your little old flesh for a little bit, and then get back up. But the way people act at Bears games, the way people act at concerts, I don't know why when it comes to the presence of God, we're so passive, we're so inactive. Let's participate in the wonderful presence of God. Let's get ready for what we're going to be doing for all of eternity. Absolutely love Pastor Joe and Nancy with all of our hearts. And we repent for not being here for 10 years. So please forgive us of that. Already asked the Lord to forgive us of that. I've known Pastor Joe a long, long time. Huge life transformation in his life. And then the Lord blessed him beyond his wildest dreams. And somehow the buck chased the doe. And somehow the doe gave in, called Nancy. And I had the privilege of doing their holy marriage ceremony, and it was glorious. It was wonderful and just a thrill. This has been a great weekend. Friday night, we just had an outpouring of the Holy Spirit here. People were dancing. People were repenting. People were broken. People were crying, freestyle rapping. That one brother, you were great, but I didn't understand one word you said. It was awesome. I mean, I felt the presence of the Lord. I didn't understand Jesus, the goat, nothing, nothing. It just, but it was absolutely awesome. I go to other countries and I don't understand what they're saying either, but I sense the presence of God. I've had the privilege of preaching in 53 countries of the earth. I think it is 49, 50, someone there traveling in 83 countries of the earth. And uh, one place I was at in Vanuatu, uh, they they have the sounds and the clicks, and it, it sounds like pidgin English. It sounds like Stone Age and a little bit of French. Plus, and the missionary said, 
okay, we need to practice a little bit before you start preaching because you're going to laugh your head off the first five minutes. I said, I've been all over the world, dude. I've heard all kind of languages. He said, you never heard Bislama. It was unbelievable. And I laughed for about five minutes, and then I was able to preach, okay? Hey, uh, Michelle, Jeremiah, thanks for coming. Great to see you guys. Love you. Go way back. Uh, really, really appreciate it. Uh, Janice, Jeff, thanks for being here. Bless you guys. Love you. Coltoffs, love you. They're part of Stone Creek Church. These guys used to be a part of Stone Creek Church. And just, I love the church. I love the body of Christ. I love God's people. Red and yellow, black and white. We are all precious in his sight. The body of Christ is a lot bigger than your church, than my church, than our churches. The body of Christ is a lot bigger than what we have here in the United States. I love the vision of this house from day one. Uh, put the vision up there on the screen. Those that are visiting need to understand how big their vision is. It's about 100,000 and all of that stuff. And, and uh, you guys just need to get a bigger vision. Your vision, your leaders, you're just way too small in your thinking. And you need to get bigger in your thinking. And I don't ridicule this. One of the prophets, I think it was uh, Zechariah, said, never minimize the day of small beginnings. Look at that. Their goal is to see 100,000 disciples in Chicago with 50 churches, 500 around the world. You just need to get a bigger vision. God's not going to bless that. It's too small of a vision, just too small. Isn't it fun to be in church? Aren't you glad you got out of bed? Friday night, it took me 52, almost 53 minutes to drive 8.1 miles. You guys need special grace to live here. Those of you who grew up here, you just don't realize how much grace of God is on your life. You just, it takes me four minutes to go 8.1 miles where I'm from. But today, it was a piece of cake. And I'm so happy because Bonnie was driving with me. And she gets, I get nervous with her driving and she gets nervous with my driving. We have a mutual admiration society. Uh, this is what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about loving the Lord's body. And I want to share with you some insights that the Lord gave me in a devotional time years ago from Matthew 27. If you want to turn there and eventually we'll put the scripture on the screen. I want to talk about loving the church, loving God's people. Loving the ecclesia, the called out ones. I love God's people. I love the church. We all want to be a part of a healthy church. The size really does not matter. You can have a dysfunctional large church, a dysfunctional small church. You can have a large church, a medium-sized church, a small church where there's no presence of God, where there's no gospel preached. You can have a large church, a medium-sized church, a small church where the gospel is preached and people's lives are being absolutely transformed and God is manifesting His presence. Most of the miracles that Jesus did, He did with a small group of people. But we're so hooked on numbers in our culture. I love the body of Christ. I have such an appreciation for the body of Christ. Twice when I was healed, a few other times, but one time I remember distinctively in a little village outside of Mwanza, Tanzania, I experienced the presence of God in the most awesome, life-transforming, personal way I've ever experienced.
There wasn't over 40 or 50 people there. There were no street lights. There were no paved roads. There was no concrete. There was no asphalt. There was no running water. Most of the people were just wearing rags. And all they had for instruments in that service were two logs. And it was so much fun. On one log were old men with sticks. And on the other log were young men with sticks. And as we sang and worshipped the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, they beat those sticks on those logs and people sang in Swahili and the Shekinah glory cloud of God came down and I wept like a baby in the presence of God. I love the body of Christ. There is nothing like a local church when a local church is working right. And it doesn't matter the size, but when a local church led by healthy leaders are doing what they're supposed to be doing, its beauty is indescribable. Nothing like it. A man came to me one time. I'm in a college town. He said the modern-day church has atrophy. And he went on to say that we're nothing like the first-century church, and he was no longer going to be a part of organized religion. And my response was, okay, let's just be disorganized and not get anything done. And then I said, let's go back to the first century where even living to 40 was a big accomplishment. Let's go ahead and go back to the first century where they did not have a lot of the comforts that we have today. Personally, I like heat in the wintertime. I like air conditioning in the summertime. Personally, I like a nice drive in my Buick. It's not a LeSabre, it's a Lucerne. Personally, I like my heated leather seats and my heated steering wheel. I like microwaves. I like ovens. And you do too. I like my carried coffee maker. I'm not interested in going back to the first century. The truth is... There are no first century churches on the planet right now and the Lord does not want any. Our calling is to be a 21st century church with an eternal first century message. That is our calling. And of course this man's answer was not to attend a local church not to support a local church or the worldwide outreach of any church fellowship. And the sad thing about those kinds of people is that they have zero revelation of the beauty and the power of the local church of the Lord's body. Now, by the way, I asked my wife, who's a nurse, what atrophy is, and she told me it's a wasting away disease of the body from defective nutrition or nerve damage. She said it is a de degeneration or decline of the body from disuse. But his idea of atrophy was that the body was not doing what the head was telling it to do. He couldn't even get his medical terms right, let alone his understanding of the local church right. For me, I love the church. I'm passionate about the Lord's people. I'm passionate about his body 
and not just his head. I love the body of Christ, not just the head of the church. In fact, I would be so bold to say it is false teaching to separate the head from the body and the body from the head. I was reading one day, just simply reading in my devotions from Matthew chapter 27, and it's a great passage on loving the Lord's church, loving the body, verses 57 through 60. Lord, bless this word to our hearts. Give us a full revelation of the local church, I pray, in the name of Jesus. Now, when evening had come, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who himself also, who himself had also become a disciple of Jesus. Praise God, if you're rich, we want to disciple you. You say, we're after your money. No, we're after your life. And the reason we don't give our money is because so much of our lives is spent making money, and that's why you need to tithe, and that's why you need to give your offerings. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. This man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate commanded the body to be given to him. And when Joseph had taken the body, he wrapped it in a clean linen cloth, and he laid it in his new tomb, which he had hewn out of the rock, and he rolled a large stone against the door of the tomb and departed. At great personal expense, this disciple of Jesus, Joseph of Arimathea, took the body of our Lord. It cost him money. It cost him time. It cost him his personal reputation among Jewish leaders. Obviously, this guy named Joseph loved the Lord, and he loved his body. His love for the Lord included his body. This passage is a picture of devotion. It is a picture of being committed. People who really love the Lord, they are committed to his body. They are devoted to his body. People who really love the Lord take care of the Lord's body. It's so odd how Christians in nations like the United States of America, they find all kinds of excuses for not going to church. And yet our brothers and sisters in places like China, they will risk jail, they will risk job loss, they will risk death possibly just to do what we are doing right now to be in church. But in America, we say things like, I don't have to go to church. I can just watch church on television. That's not what the Bible teaches. Here's a great outline on this passage that will give us understanding on loving the Lord's body, loving the church. First of all, Joseph removed the body of Jesus from being stuck. It says in the first part of this, verse 59, and when Joseph had taken the body, he removed the body of Jesus from being stuck on the cross. And when you serve the Lord in your local church, 
This is exactly what happens. You do your part and it removes the local church, the Lord's body, from being stuck. This is what Christian service does in a local church. It's only as God's people unselfishly serve and unselfishly give can the body of Christ be released into a community and into the world to do what the Lord sent the body of Christ to do, and that is to redeem fallen mankind. Ephesians chapter 6. Verse number 16 from the New Living Translation. Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 16. He, that is Jesus, makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. The New King James of that one phrase says, every part does its share. Each part does its own special work. Every part does its share when each part is working properly, the English Standard Version says. Here's the deal, and I want you to get this. People who've given their life to Jesus, Christians, Christ followers, who refuse to serve in the ministry, local and global ministries of their local church, they are leaving the body of Christ stuck. And it cannot do in that community what God has called it to do because workers are needed and resources are needed to carry out God's plan in the world and God's plan in a local community. And those who refuse to attend and those who refuse to serve they prove that they really do not love the Lord's body. They say they love the Lord, but you don't just love his head and not love his body. That's not right. That's dysfunctional. That doesn't work. You cut the head off from the body and the body off from the head and they both die. You need a revelation of the body of Christ. You need to understand that Jesus Christ did not die just for you. We like to say that in the Western world. I've been to every continent of the earth multiple times, and I've never heard that in any other language. But in our culture, we like to say to people, if you were the only sinner on the earth, you're special. You're special because you're an L.A. fan. Just kidding, just kidding. You're special because you're a Cubs fan. Just kidding. You need a lot of faith. A lot of faith, more faith than anybody in this church. Just kidding, just kidding. We like to say, because we think we are special on the planet, and we only make up 6% of this planet's population, and we think we are God's favored people, and we're no different than the arrogant, prideful Jews at the time of Christ and throughout the first century until the gospel began to be dispersed to the Gentiles, and aren't you glad it was? Otherwise, it would have just died as a Jewish sect. And we say, if you were the only sinner, Jeremiah, Jesus would have died for you. Well, you think, okay. Do you really think that's all the bigger his vision was? Is to save you? His vision was for a kingdom of priests. His vision was for his body 
to be redemptive in its local communities and throughout the world. I love the local church. It's the hope of the world. I was at a church conference years ago, and a man stood up and said some things about the local church with great passion. And immediately the Holy Spirit touched my heart in a powerful, profound way. And the longer he spoke, tears began to come down my cheeks and I began to weep as he talked about the local church. And he said this, there is nothing like the local church when it's working right. Its beauty is indescribable. Its power is breathtaking. It comforts the grieving. It heals the brokenhearted in the context of community. That's why when you're hurt, you cannot run away from the church. you got to run to the church. You cannot run away from God's people when you're hurt. you got to run to God's people. It heals the broken heart in the context of community. It builds bridges to the lost. It offers truth to the confused. It provides resources for those in need. It opens its arms to the forgotten, the downtrodden, and the disillusioned. It breaks the chains of addiction. It frees the oppressed and offers belonging to the marginalized. Whatever the capacity for human suffering, the church, the local church, has a greater capacity for healing and wholeness. I believe that with all of my heart. Let's be like Joseph of Arimathea. And let's make sure that the body of Christ does not get stuck. Let's serve. Let's volunteer. Let's give. I do not want to be a part of a church that is stuck. I want to be a part of a redemptive community. Let's be faithful in our attendance, faithful in our service, faithful in our giving. Hallelujah. I'm just telling you, you don't realize what you have here. Pastor Joe, you're doing a great job, man. You're doing a great job. You're gifted. You're gifted, dude. I'm not quite twice as old as you. I've never written one book. You've written a half a dozen books. You're getting your doctorate of ministry, dude. I want you to go higher and farther and deeper than Papa G's ever gone. I really do. Here's another insight the Holy Spirit gave me just in my devotions one day. The last part of verse 59, Joseph took the body of Christ to a place it had never been. He removed the body of Christ from the cross from being stuck, and then he took the body of Christ to a place that it had never been. He wrapped it in a clean linen cloth, it says in the last part of verse uh, 59. Some people just do not understand that their service and their volunteerism in a local church it absolutely brings the Lord glory it what those ladies are doing in the nursery right now is bringing Jesus glory the real Lord's prayer in John 17 I've glorified you on earth verse 4 I've finished the work that you've given me to do God has given every local church and God has given every Christ follower work to do. And unless we do that work, and unless we use our giftings that God has given us, then we will not be the redemptive community and redemptive people that God has called us to be 
in our areas locally and globally. Ministry done for the Lord in the right way takes the body of Christ to places it has never been before. Jesus wants Metro Praise International to be a redemptive center. Inspiring worship, dynamic teaching. He wants this to be a place of true Christian community, true family. He wants Metro Praise International to be involved in effective evangelism, effective discipleship making, a place of joyful service. We are called to reach the lost. You reached one of our deacon's wives, Jackie Bautista, Jackie Johnson. She's married to one of our deacons now because of your neighborhood, because of your park outreach. You did that. We're called to strengthen families, transform our communities, and change the world. We have a unique mission to fulfill on planet Earth. The future of society, the future of our cities, it depends largely on whether or not we understand the mission of the church. And our mission is our message. And our message is Jesus Christ absolutely changes human hearts. An agnostic doubter said to me one time, have you ever seen Jesus turn water into wine? And I said, no, but I've seen hundreds of thousands of people turn from, he turned a wino into a Jesus follower. I've never seen him turn water into wine, but I've seen him take the drink out of people and set them on the right path. There's nothing like the local church when the local church is working right. My local church in my little hometown in southwestern Illinois literally saved my life. Literally. I had a leadership gift and I didn't know it. I was called to leadership and I didn't know it because in those days pastors were not always affirming as these pastors are my word the things that you speak over your leaders I just watch them man it just builds them up and it encourages them and just in 60 90 seconds you'll tell me about some guy and or some gal and they're like Ooh. I want to go to a church where people are lifted up and not put down I want to go to a local church that challenges me, that pulls things out of my life to become the person that God's called me to be. Graduated from high school, drove all the way across the country to see my brother off in San Diego who was leaving for the Vietnam War. Drove all the way except for two hours. When my family and I got there, I had tremendous stomach pain. I thought it was my bowels. <laughs> I said, you guys go ahead and go out to eat, I'm going to stay back here and rest. My appendix burst. Even to this day when your appendix burst, there's still a little bit of guesswork and the doctors still do exploratory surgery. 99% of the time they guess it right. Um, but in those days, it was really guesswork. Now they have a little bitty scar. In those days they have a great big scar. You want to see it? Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> I love you guys. My family's gone for four or five hours. I pass out on the floor. I can't get to the phone. I'm in unbelievable pain. They come back. They find me. They rush me to a little naval hospital, 50 beds. The surgeon was gone that weekend. Interns were taking care of me. 
They dope me up on morphine. I have a testimony. I've been set free from drugs. I'm telling you, morphine's nice. I kept pushing that button as often as I could push it. Woo, I saw things I never saw before. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. The surgeon came back from his weekend off. The only thing I remember coming out of it a little bit and him cussing these young interns out. Not saying it's right. I'm just telling you what he did. They took me to surgery. He called the whole family in. He said, this boy's going to die. Peritonitis had set in in my body in three, four days. They did an eight-hour surgery. They took all my guts out. They cleaned it millimeter by millimeter, put it all back in. I'm not sure they got it all back in right. I went from 165 pounds, lean, mean machine, not that anymore, athlete, to 85 pounds. I look like a, uh, I've thrown away most of those pictures. It was such a dark time in my life. I mean, I look like a, a, a refugee victim. My brother left for Vietnam. My family had to drive back to Illinois for responsibilities, and I'm there alone. I fly a plane eventually after a few weeks from San Diego to Los Angeles, Los Angeles to St. Louis. The night the doctor called everybody in, my home church had an all-night prayer meeting. People who didn't even know me would come and pray for a half hour, an hour. A little bitty town, 4,000 people. Lots of people in the ministry out of that little church. Healthy leaders produce healthy teams. Healthy teams produce healthy churches. Old people, young people, children, young adults interceded and asked God to spare my life. And I'm here today, this last Sunday of June, in Chicago, Illinois, at Metro Praise International because of a local church. You need a better revelation of the local church. You need to understand the power and beauty of a local church. Hallelujah. No organization on the planet like the local church. Nothing even comes close to it. When the grace and beauty of God is running through the local church, the blessing of God's flows. The key is not great facilities, not even great preaching. I like great preaching, but I've seen preaching-centered churches. They attract large crowds without having any significant long-term impact on their community. The key to taking the church where it's not been before is a little band of servant leaders. They're humbly providing vision and strategy and passion for the Lord's body, for the church. And I'm asking you to be like Joseph of Arimathea and help take, help take this church to a place where it's never been before. Great days for those who are dedicated, those who are willing to serve. You're going to see great things. Our text says Joseph removed the body from being stuck. He took it to a place where it had never been. In verse 60, he positioned the body of Jesus Christ for resurrection power. Because of his service, because of his love for the body of Christ, he positioned the body of Christ for the greatest miracle that's ever happened on this planet. Verse 60, and laid it in his new tomb, which he had hewn out of the rock and rolled a large stone against the door of the tomb and departed. It was costly for Joseph to do this, but thank God he did it. And if you love the local church, if you're serving and working in your local church, if you're giving faithfully, do you know what you're really doing? This is so great. 
You are among those who are preparing the body of our Lord. You're preparing his body to be resurrected locally and globally. And because of your giving and your service and your faithfulness, you are helping take the church to new places of effectiveness and new places of ministry. There is nothing more fun than being a part of a healthy, local, growing church. We're not bound by program. We're not bound by institution. We love each other. We are real. We accept one another. We help one another regardless of our faults. We cry together. We laugh together. We believe in each other. We encourage each other. We see the good in each other and not the bad in each other. I believe with all my heart the answer to Chicago, the answer to our state, to our country, is found in healthy, growing, loving, disciple-making local churches. And this is the call of God on this church. It's abundantly clear. We want fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. We want disciples. Some great pictures of the church in the Old Testament. One is Noah's Ark. If you went and saw the movie Noah, you wasted your money. And the other were the houses of the Hebrews marked with blood in the land of Goshen. And those in Noah's Ark were safe from the flood. And those in the homes were safe because their homes were marked with the lamb's blood. And they were safe from the death angel when it passed through Egypt. And I predict... That in these wicked, evil days, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be when the Son of Man returns to the earth. Only those who claim to be Christians who are in a growing, loving, healthy, local church will be able to survive the storms that are around us. And my advice to you is to love the body of Christ and not just His head and serve, and be faithful, and give, and do what you're supposed to do. I have a Messianic Jewish friend who's traveled the world. And he says that American Christians are the least prepared for the hard times that are come. Now, many of you have had life transformation take place in your life. But some of you, like Nancy and I, you were raised in the church. And you've been around the church all your life. But what I've noticed about those kind of Christians, many of them are not in the church. And many of them have not changed much. And the same problems they had last year are basically the same problems they're dealing with today. And my advice is get in the ark. Get in the church. If you want to be saved from the flood of filth, the death angel is all through our culture, and you're going to be devoured by that death angel. Get in the house because it's covered with the blood. Get in the church and grow and serve and love the church. Love the Lord's body because there is nothing like the local church when it's working right. It is so important the local church will help you center your life around God. Our office receptionist says, Pastor, when I miss church, my week just doesn't go right. Oh, to be that way. 
The local church will help you center your life around God. It will help you connect with other believers. You'll never find your purpose in isolation. You cut your finger off and it will not grow. It will not live. You have, it has to be connected to the body. And it's the same way with you. One hour, once a week, doesn't cut it. Do you realize what's happening in the world? Do you realize what's happening in our culture? The local church will help you center your life around God, connect you with other believers. It will help you cultivate spiritual maturity. You may be new to Christ. It's okay to be a baby Christian, but it's not okay to stay a baby Christian. God does not want you to stay that way. He wants you to grow, and you cannot do it alone. We don't bring our babies home and say, change your own diapers, feed yourself. We feed them, we change their poopy diapers. You cannot serve Jesus Christ on your own. That is false theology. The local church will help you contribute something back. It will help you make a contribution with your life. You were not put on this earth for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That's the American Constitution. That is not the Holy Bible. You were not put on this earth to live for yourself. You were put here to make the world a better place. The local church will help you to communicate God's message, His love, and this is our mission. Each of us telling what Almighty God has done for us. There are so many benefits to the local church family. It is such a great way to live. Just like you, I need the local church. I, need, I can't take it for granted. I can't take my leaders for granted, the local church. We targeted Easter Banna, Illinois. Here's a few pictures. The crime rate was higher per capita than the crime rate here in Chicago, than the crime rate nationally. Assault, murder, kidnapping, rape, drug running, all of that. And we began to target this little bitty area of Urbana, Illinois. Per capita, every area of major crime, carjacking everything, was higher than Chicago. And we began to do outreach. We began to do educational programs. We began to work with, a, that's, that, by the way, that's a Catholic priest cutting that young man's head. We even got the Catholics to come out and help us. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. They give us money. That's what I wanted. I mean, we've done everything. We've done Christmas parties. We've done Halloween parties. We've done Easter egg outreaches. We, 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 we've given away backpacks. The social workers said these kids need underwear and socks. We gave, you ever seen five, a pile of 5,000 pair of underwear? That's a big pile, and they were all clean, by the way. You ever seen 10,000 individual socks? That's a big pile of socks, and they were all clean too. And I'm happy to report to you, it's not because we came in as the big bad saviors. We united with a school. We united with educators. We united with a neighborhood organization. We worked in unity with social workers. And I'm happy to announce to you, before it appeared in our newspaper, Lieutenant Robert Fitzgerald of the Urbana Police Department said, Pastor Grogan, I wanted you to know before it hit the papers in the morning and before it's on the news tonight, the crime rate in East Urbana, Illinois, has gone down 51%. Hallelujah. That's the local church. That's the power of the local church. 
people loving and serving. Let's stand to our feet. Let's stand to our feet. Let's praise God for the local church. Let's praise God for the local church. The local church, the body of Christ. We love the body of Christ. We do not want it to be stuck. We want to take it to a new place that it's never been before. We want to prepare the body of Christ for resurrection. Help us to serve. Help us to give. Help us to be involved in the local church. Not to take our pastors for granted. Not to take the local church for granted, Lord. Forgive us for only loving your head. Lord, we choose today to love your body. Would you just ask the Lord to give you a revelation right now of the body of Christ? Would you ask him to do that, Lord? Open my eyes, open my heart, open my life, open my mind. Help me to understand every time I miss, every time I do not contribute, every time I refuse to serve, there is something that goes undone that is God's will for the local church to do. Lord, I pray that you'd help us to be redemptive sinners. Help us to take the church to places that it's never been before, things we haven't even thought of, things we haven't even dreamed of. Lord, I pray you'd lay it on somebody's heart to give a bunch of moolah to get this sign up out here and get that done. And we wouldn't have to drag it on week after week and month after month. And pay for that sign out there, Lord, just help us to do it. Lay it on somebody's heart to invest some money. Give us some $500 gifts and $1,000 gifts so people can know about this local church. Lord, we're mature enough in our understanding and thinking to realize there's no one church that can reach everybody. No one network, no one denomination, no one fellowship. We thank you for the wonderful body of Christ and all the different expressions of those who truly love you and truly serve you and are truly born of the Spirit. Glory to God. I thank you for my little home church. They saved my life. Wasn't a big church. Wasn't a contemporary church. It was a spirit-filled church. Men of that church would pray all night long after working all week long. On a Friday night from midnight till 6 in the morning, they would gather at the church house in the middle of town and pray. And there's dozens of us in the ministry because those men in that little church had the longest standing all-night prayer meeting of any church in the network that I'm a part of, over 300 churches, 76 years men gathering on Friday nights after high school football games, after being tired after the evening news they'd make their way to the church, some had come at 10.30, some at 11 but 15 or 20 of them would pray all night long from midnight till 6 in the morning, glory to God and I'm here because of the love and commitment and service of a local church glory to God thank you for your body Lord would you thank the Lord for his body right now? Thank you for your body. Thank you for your body in Latin America. Thank you for your body in Europe. Thank you for your body in Africa. Thank you for your body in Asia. Thank you for your body. People who express themselves in different ways, with different sounds, with different dress, through different cultures. Thank you for the great, big, wonderful body of Christ. This is the most important thing. This is more important than city council. This is more important than state legislature. This is more important than decisions that the Supreme Court make. This is more important than the judicial branch. This is more important than the administrative branch. This is more important than the legislative branch. 
what goes on in the local church it's the hope of the world glory to God some of you need to repent you think church is about your personal culture and your personal taste it went too long it went too short they didn't sing the right kind of songs the pastor didn't get me going the way he should have got me going you need to repent you are culturally bound by your view of the local church you need to say God forgive me for not loving your body forgive me Lord for not loving the body of Christ help me to serve your body help me to serve your body if you've been out of fellowship with a local church and I maybe you're visiting here today and and I'm not saying this local church you just go where the Lord leads you but make it work someday we're going to stand before the Lord Pastor Joe talked about the judgment day we're going to stand before the Lord we're going to see the scars in his wrist his hands in his feet the scar in his side by a Roman spear and he's going to say here's what I did for you what'd you do for me well Lord I tithe once in a while when I could make it I spent $200 going to a Bears game but I didn't give $200 to the sign project in my church I bought a cup of specialty coffee a day for $4.50 and I'm not against Starbucks and I'm not against specialty coffee but God forgive us we live in the top 5% of the world's wealth I don't care if you're on welfare you live in the top 5% of the world's wealth if you own your own home and you own your own car you live in the top 2.5% of the world's wealth I've seen hundreds of starving children on the streets of Kitwe, Zambia with no clothes. I've watched little naked children in the streets of Bangkok, Thailand, not able to set up, laying down in the dirt with rats 10 feet away, waiting for them to die. We are blessed. God didn't bless us to spend it all on ourselves. God blessed us so we could be a blessing. You need to publicly demonstrate your repentance. And you haven't had a proper view of the body of Christ. Step out from where you're standing right now. Come down here and stand quickly. You need to be more committed and loving to the body of Christ. Step out from where you're standing. Come down here right now. You need a fresh commitment to the local church. A fresh commitment whether you're visiting today, if someone brought you today, if you're one of my friends today, whoever you are, you just need a fresh commitment to the body of Christ. That's great. If you're the only one, that's awesome. That's awesome. You need a fresh revelation of understanding the body of Christ and the way it works in a community locally and globally. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Gang members are more faithful to their meetings than most Christians are to their meetings. Gang members help people out in the club, in the gang, with a little bit of cash here and there, and they don't even keep track of it when somebody needs surgery on their foot or their hand or whatever more than most Christians. This is awesome. This is all men today. This is awesome. 
Aleluia. on you Lord we repent of everything we've ever said against the body of Christ against the Christian against the church we want to hold our Christian brothers and sisters in high esteem we want to honor one another glory to God glory to God if you're here today and I know we preached the gospel earlier and gave you an opportunity to respond, but you need to step out from where you're standing. And you realize today you're not really converted. You've really not had a life transformation in your life. And maybe you've attended the church all your life, or this is the first time you've attended, or somewhere in between those extremes. And you need to publicly stand out and say, I need to give my life to Jesus fresh and new all over again. If you confess me before men, Jesus said, I'll confess you before my Father which is in heaven. If you deny me before men, I'll deny you before my Father which is in heaven. If you're here today and you need to make a fresh commitment to Jesus Christ, would you step out from where you're standing? And would you stand before the front along with these other men who said, I need a fresh revelation of the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Jesus, we love your body, Lord. Red and yellow, black and white, we are all precious in your sight, Lord. One body, one faith, one hope, one baptism, Lord. Your manifold wisdom displayed through the church, the called out ones, the ecclesia, Lord. Hallelujah. Some of our prayer team members and others gather around these people and we're going to pray together. Glory, glory, glory. Thank you for the church, Lord. Thank you for the church. Thank you for the church. Thank you for the church. Some of our pastors, deacons, elders gather around these brothers here. Stand behind them. We're standing with you. We're standing with you. We're standing with you. Glory to God. We thank you for the church, Lord. I thank you for the church. I thank you for the church. I thank you for the church. Glory to God. The church, the local church, the body of Christ, the called out ones, the ecclesia, the redeemed, the family of God, brothers and sisters, spiritual moms and dads, Glory to Jesus. Lord, we just repent. We repent. We repent, Lord. Thank you for these honest men. Meet them right now. Meet them right now. Thank you for these men. You're not a boy, you're a young man. You're not a boy, you're a young man. You're a young man. Rise up, O oh man of God. Rise up. Be the man that you're supposed to be. You're not a boy, you're a man. Be the man you're supposed to be. Lead the way, lead the way. Be bold, be courageous, be a man. Glory to God, glory to God. A higher revelation, a higher view of the body of Christ. A higher view of the body of Christ. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Praise the Lord. If I've gone too long, I apologize, but I want Pastor Joe to come.
Let's not be so quick to leave. I love you with all my heart. Most and much of what I've learned about the Lord has been through the local church. A loving, caring pastor who preached the Word of God, who taught me the Word of God. Deacons and elders who loved me and prayed for me and cared for me. You know why the devil fights our relationships so much? You know why he causes church splits and divisions? Because he's trying to smother out our love. By this shall all, and love is a verb, it's not a noun, it's a verb, it's action. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, that you love one another. I don't have to agree with you on every single doctrinal issue. Unity in the basics, in the cultural things, honor and respect. I could never rap like him. I could do the hillbillies. Let me tell you about a man named Jed Barrett. He kept his family fed. That's about as good as my rapping gets right there. But you're the body of Christ. And I know we say, let's go to church, and that's okay. But we are the church. You're the hands and the feet of Jesus Christ. And I just bless you in his holy name, and I love you. Let's give it up for Papa G. And Jesus, I want to do something really fun before we go. Sister Bonnie, would you join us with Papa G, my wife? And would you guys come to the front and, and let us worship together. Anybody that's got a heart for this city, Nancy, get on this side or you know, okay, wherever he's going. He'll be he'll be loving people. I want to call the rest of you guys up to these altars. Would you pray with us as we sing this song in closing? Don't leave yet. But let's sing this song, You're the God of this city, for not only Chicago, but this nation. You're the God Come on from your seats. Let's get around this altar. Let's sing it out today symbolically for our nation. Because it's the church. Just gather around this altar and sing this out over our nation. Let's symbolically join as a church and sing it out. Yes, greater things. Greater things are still to be done. You're the God of this city. Will you sing it out for our You're nation? It's the church You're the of this empowered nation. by Jesus that will change our world. And not only our cities, but You're the cities the of the world. You're the hope to the hopeless. You're the peace to the rest. You are. There is no one. There is no one. 
greater things. Greater things have yet to come. Greater things are still to be done in this city. There is no one like a God. And there is no one like God. Come on, lift up your hands and say that today. Before we hand clap, would you grab somebody's hand? Before we clap, would you just grab somebody's hand? We're going to close out in prayer. Believing God. Just a little bit more, Mike, for this preacher. Thank you. Believing God that what Reinhard Bonnke was sent here to do and what all the pastors were sent here to do before that and continuing on, we will keep reaching this city with the fire of God. Amen. Yes. To all the cities, to all the nations. Let us be faithful in our homes. You know, sometimes we want to go out there, but we got to start in here, you know, in our homes. I want to speak to a lot of parents. What Pastor Grogan said was this, this was just a message today was a devotion. Let's do devotions with our families. Let's go in the neighborhood, invite people to the house when we meet them at the park. Nancy and I love to do that. It's a little scary sometimes, but most of the time it's really fun and easy. Every now and then you get a little weirdy that came into your house. You're like, okay, it's time to go. But most of the time it's really cool. This one guy that I met at Aldi's, his name is Michael. He's been coming ever since. I've already met with him three times. Met him at Aldi's. He saw my grocery card. I said, I'm having a barbecue. You're more than welcome to come. He's come three times now since then. God is good. Let's make a difference. Amen. Who can I get to pray that just really loves this community? How about David Santiago? Would you make your way up here, brother? Let's give it up for David Santiago. One of the brothers that was reached, Brother David, weren't you reached by one of our street teams as your family was out catching the train, I believe? No, we were uh, going swimming. We were going swimming. Yeah, and uh, we were approached by uh, Pastor Berto and uh, Brother Salvador, and uh, they reached to me and my wife. And, you know, I, I gave them my phone number. You know, we exchanged phone numbers with Pastor Berto, and it must have been six months but every week how you doing following up you know going back to the church and back to the church finally me and my wife agreed well let's go you know let's go and see what's up and uh and uh you know i, I i'm gonna say a quick story real quick if i can um when we first went to uh you know we were at park and uh you know i met Preston Berto and i told story once not so long ago so I get in there we get into the to the you know building at every park and uh, I see uh, Pastor Joe starts giving the word and I said uh, oh, he must be a, a, a guest a guest speaker you know 
good word. You know, everything was great. We come back the next week. And I said, well, maybe he's here for two weeks. You know, Pastor Berto will start eventually, you know, giving the, the service. And then, yeah, I thought Pastor Berto was, you know, the, the senior pastor. And, uh, you know, then finally, finally I realized that it was Pastor Joe, but everything was good. And, you know, but it's just God is great. It doesn't matter what color, what race, you know. The power of God reaches to you through the heart. And uh, like, like he said, it doesn't matter what color. And I'm just great to be a part of this church where we're all, you know, diversified. There's a lot of nationalities. Uh, just one. We're all under, one under God. One with Jesus. Amen. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, I ask you that you continue to bless this church, Lord, and all the guests that are here, Lord. I ask you that you continue to help us touch others and sow the seed in their hearts, Lord, that we that we uh, reach the ones that are healing or need healing, the ones that think that they don't need healing, Lord. Everybody needs you. We all need you. There's no one out there that doesn't need you, Lord. I ask you to bless all the workers, all the ones that give their time, all the leaders, elders, deacons, and that we continue to pour to all the baby Christians that are here so that they can become more leaders and build the more local churches that we need. Um, as Papa G said, everything is done great when the church works well, and I'm glad to be a part of a church that works well. Um, thank you for all the ladies in the back and the men in the back also so that we can start with the real, real baby Christians so they can grow up to be better leaders. And Lord, I just ask you for uh, blessings that you touch the heart of everyone that's out there today, Lord. And I ask you that you continue to bless my family, my church family, all our friends. And we lift up to you the city of Chicago and the nation and the whole entire world, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, rejoice as you go. Give somebody a hug. We'll have some prayer workers if you need them up here. This is the after party. You're dismissed. Have a great week or hang out and sing a happy song. You are alive in us. Nothing can take your place. You are all we need. Your love has set us free. You are alive in us. Nothing can take your place. You are all we need. Your love has set us free. Whoa, whoa. See, I was lost with a broken heart. Pick me up, never set apart. From the ass of the body did Forever safe in the Savior's hands You are more than always can say I'll follow you up for all my days Fix my eyes, follow with your way Forever free and empty things Cause you are, you are, you are My freedom really too higher Oh,